0: We're going to continually roll this ball out this week, man. We're going to work and work with an edge. Uh, We understand where we are. We don't want to be here. We don't like it. Uh, But forget about not liking it. What are you going to do about it? That's what we're going to do about it. Uh, But we also realize that there's going to be a test at the end of the week that comes in in Lambeau Field in the form of the Green Bay Packers. And so uh, we're working hard with an edge to get better, but we're also working hard with an edge to prepare ourselves for that challenge. Um, That's a significant one.
1: This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks, presented by your neighborhood Ford store on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio.
2: Yeah. Hey, it's historic. It's iconic. It's Lambeau Field, home to the Lombardi years. The Jerry Kramers, instant replay, distant replay, Bart Starr, the ice Bowl. all these things. Max, is there a better challenge that you can think of right at the moment that you'd rather participate in than going to Lambeau Field, going up there and kicking some Packer behind?
1: Listen, I want to make the the, the cheese heads pack it. You know what I'm saying? You need to pack in the cheese heads. Because one of the things is when you're you're pinned in a corner, right, Wolf, and obviously with your boxing background, you know, when you get pinned in the corner, what are you going to do? What do you have to do to get out of that corner, right? You got to punch your way out of it, right? Absolutely. You have have to get defensive, get in a tight posture, and make sure that you're swinging and you're making sure that you're <laughs> connecting to back them up to get out of that corner. Or you're doing the rope-a-dope to fool them and get around it. I mean, there's that's where the Steelers are. You hate to say that you're at that point and we're just at October 1st, but mentally, because of the stagnancy that's happening, you've got you've got to do something. You've got to throw the haymaker, right? The overhand right. Mm. you got to connect. And make them think, uh-oh, uh-oh, wait a second, we, we woke up the sleeping bear. I poked the bear, I shouldn't have done that, <laughs> and you you know what I'm saying, and now I'm about to get mauled. That's the mentality you have to come out at, you know, because everybody has, has said all this stuff around you, and I know, quote-unquote, you're not supposed to listen to the media or read the new press <laughs> clippings, but in today's society where kids are branding on social media and everything else, they see it, it gets to them, it infiltrates through what we like to consider the barrier that we had uh, back when you and I played, right? This is the pre-social media age. (laughs) It's something that, you know, it's there. So it's like, why not? Why get a hissy fit? I'd rather get pissed off and go and start swinging at somebody. And guess what? It's legal between the white lines Sunday afternoon. You get three to four hours worth of, of opportunity to wear out your feelings to the other person. And guess what? You're paid to do it. (laughs) They pay you to go physically put people at risk. (laughs)
2: Exactly so, Max. Look, historically... (laughs) One of the great attributes of this franchise has been that of being, when they are most dangerous when they have that chip on their shoulder, when they feel backed in the wall when they feel disrespected, they come out swinging, just like you said. They come out fighting. Chalooch, you know, Tonchokin always used to say back in the day, okay, you got nowhere to go. Let's ride straight out at them. You know what I mean? That's, let's have at it. And that's yeah. exactly what you're facing here. Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Jones, you You've got uh, the, the whole Lambeau mystique. How much better could it get to go out there and have at it on, a, on a, a huge football weekend like this? To me, being there with your guys and one of the great things about being on the road is the fact it's just you and the guys. So when you're Abbey Normal the day before the game, you're not quite right, you know, and you don't want to be around normal people because they irritate you, you know, and like you would like to just haul off and whack some people. It's good to be in the confines of being secluded with the rest of the guys who are feeling the same thing, going to a place where you're not a father, you're not a husband, you know, you're not a son or, or 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 whatever. You you don't have tickets to take care of. You don't have to worry about that. It's focused on one thing, and that's to come out swinging at
1: 4:25. You're just a gladiator. <laughs> <That's it. laughs> you're entering the arena, and, and to quote your brother Ron Wolfley, on on Sundays, you have to have a dark heart. Good point. You have to have a dark heart when you when you step on that field. Because the mentality that it takes, the mental conditioning to go to a place, I don't care if it's your nature the other six days out of the week. And even after you leave the game, you could be a great guy. I thought of myself as a nice, great guy off the field, right? But on the field, it's not you know, Troy used to go into the jet. we called him Jekyll and Hyde.
0: Because mm-hmm. Troy
1: was the nicest, soft-spoken, quiet guy, right. but then he was a Tasmanian devil when he got on the field. You I mean, all you saw was hair and bodies flying. Yeah. You know, that, that, that's all. That's all you knew, and that's what you have to be. And especially in this situation where you're in a deficit mentally, like your things are sputtering; they're not quite getting in gear. It's not quite shock to the system, and that's what you get. You get that opportunity on Sunday, and. Summon the elders if you have to, right? Because these are two historic <laughs> franchises. They know what it means. They have a standard of excellence that is established. So now you get to go put good on good. And I, you know, I, I, once again, I take Bennett his word. They're on the cusp. It's because you and I watch the film. We see it's one thing here, one thing there. A little thing that could possibly bust things wide open. An assignment. It's one thing. To get 11 guys on the same page and you're only one away, it's so close to everything clicking and falling in line.
2: I think you're exactly correct, Max. And by the way, the complete statement from my brother that he should have said is you have to have a thick face and a black heart, okay? That's it. Okay, okay. there we go. All right, the thick face is you've got to be impervious to criticism. You have to be impervious to the noise outside of you. You have to be impervious to what's said about you. You know, and then you got to have that black heart. You got to have that heart. And I, it, this has nothing to do with sin and everything else. This has everything to do. Yeah. <laughs> all right. This yeah. has everything to do with ask no quarter and give no quarter. And this is about yeah. you are in a position where you're one and two, there is no room for like, um, oh, niceties and stuff like this. You're a professional. You know, and again, pleasantries are out the window. Exactly. <laughs> That's the point. All, you know, forget the, the, the forget me not flowers and stuff like that. No, we don't have you don't have to say I'm sorry for uh, maybe it's a Lay cut block that grave. went. Yeah, that Lay went at bat. the
1: grave. After yeah, you
2: exactly. Them. Right now. <laughs> it's about getting the job done. Is it not big man?
1: Yeah, No question about it. And and listen, if I'm, if, you know, if I'm Adrian Clement, if I'm in that offensive line room and we all had this mentality back when I played. You know, we looked in each other's eyes and we're like, "Right, hey, listen, I got your back. Hey, whatever you do, I got your back. If we fight, we're all fighting. If, if, if it's going to be a street fight, it's like the old neighborhood. You know what I'm saying? Like, you and your brothers can fight in the front yard. Right. And that's acceptable. But if anybody comes in that yard, oh, we are <laughs> pouncing and we are destroying you. I'm allowed to kick his butt. (laughs) We're blood related. You're not blood related. You're not allowed to touch him. (laughs) Exactly so. This is the whole
2: point. This is right now, to me, the best scene is it's Rocky. Now, was it Rocky 1, Rocky 2? I don't know. Was it Manager Dead was – this was before he was with – he's with Apollo Creed, right? And he's out there on the beach, and he says, there is no tomorrow. There – you know, there (laughs) is no tomorrow. Okay, yeah. Yeah. To me, in my mind – and I I realize I've had far too much caffeine this morning. But the point is, you know, you're ready to rock and roll, and this is what it's about. And I just remember the days of yore. Uh, when I got to be a player, I loved it. This was what you looked forward to. the, the those insurmountable going into a, an opponent's uh, a stadium, a hostile environment. and it's just you and the guys, and what a great and awesome opportunity is to right the past wrongs of the last couple of weeks. If it doesn't happen, that's gonna be a tough one to, to you know to accept. but you've got to go with the mentality. We leave nothing behind, nothing. Nothing. It's all on the field.
1: Scorched earth, right? Scorched. Burn yes. the village.
2: Yeah. yeah, burn the village. <laughs> you know, my son, my son was at West Point in his company. How did it go? It said, uh, "Oh, his his company was." He had a T-shirt. I, I still have it. Says, um, "Remember, it's burn then pillage." <laughs> I mean, pillage then burn. I got it backwards. Figures. Remember, it's pillage then burn. <laughs> Yeah. so that's why they have T-shirts to remind old old heads like me. Okay, this that's, is the that's way why they it goes. Yep, you write it out. Yeah, you write, it out. write it out. You don't want to be script. caught in the middle of it. <laughs> 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 oh, my heavens. Oh, is this this is a great morning. This is exciting. This is fun. This but is certainly, you know, Friday. as you look at the this.
1: weekend is here. It is. The weekend is here, wolf. It
2: is. It is indeed. Yes. And we're going to go up to, to hang play. out with them cheese eaters and see what goes on up there. It'll be fun. It's just the, the Lambeau crowd have always found, you know, they're, they, have, they have a sense of their own history there. You know, and that makes it fun yes. because they are – they're totally into the football, the title town thing that they go by. We're the city of champions, you know. That it's yeah. a lot of fun to go up there and and just have at it. And um, it was funny. I remember playing up there one time, and uh, my line coach once coached uh, one of the guys that played for the Packers back in the '80s. I can't remember his name, but he was so mad at him, and he told he told me and Ted Peterson, who was the left tackle, he goes, "If this guy makes a play on you, I'm gonna hate you." <laughs>
0: He, he hated this guy for
2: whatever reason and then he says if you screw up i'm gonna hate you guys <laughs> And it's like oh a little pressure there
1: <laughs> yeah yeah good hey hey nice nice, nice talk coach yeah, nice talk. Pre- appreciate it wait wait it. Way, 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 way to get me motivated here uh <laughs> way to pump me statement? up oh my yeah, goodness no, and here's the thing because i remember i remember my first year starting we went to lambeau and it was in November, and I just remember the mystique. Right, it was a little frosty. Right, when we went there, and it it was the same time. It was an afternoon game, and I just remember, you know, kind of being in awe in the moment of yes. being in Lambeau just because of the history, and but then when it came game time, light bulb, yeah, blacked out. I was like, I don't care how bright it is outside. It it it's very pitch black in here. I'm gonna fight my <laughs> way through this paper bag, right? <laughs>
2: exactly. And you know, you get there yeah. and they're tailgating their butts off. I mean, there is brats oh everywhere. Is well, there more and, brats per square hundred yards in anywhere than, than in Green oh, Bay? Maybe brats, Buffalo. Brats, br- maybe Buffalo, but that would be the closest.
1: But 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 brats and cheese per capita nowhere Ooh, else. Ooh,
2: yeah. Good point.
1: Yeah, brats, brats, and cheese per capita. I don't think there's any place. I think cows get scared on Sundays. <laughs> <laughs> but um, you know, I think. But I think the biggest thing is, is that these are those moments when you talk about, like, we only play Green Bay what once every four years, right. normally, except for if you, you know, like, like we made it to the Super Bowl, so you sure. play them an additional year. But. It's what, Doesn't it feel like a Baltimore, like a rivalry, like an AFC North rivalry game when you play? That, that's one of the only few teams I feel like out of conference that when you play them, like this game means a little bit, like Dallas is another one, right? It's just, right. there's just some type of old school kind of mystique, yet reverence, yet disdain at the same time. It's like a mix of that emotion that you get and you want to win this game. You know, even though it only happens every four years, but it means something when it happens every four years. And so, I I mean, I'm I'm excited about it. I'm excited about the opportunity for these guys to go out there and hopefully they feel the same things that we feel right now that we're projecting to you guys out there because – it just it gets the juices flowing. It gets oh, the juices man. flowing thinking about this opportunity.
2: It really does. And truthfully, one of the things that we're going to explore as we go through the rest of today is also the fact when you have these great classic m- matchups, uh, when you have these awesome matchups of personnel, such as an Aaron Rodgers and a Ben Roethlisberger, okay, even despite you know the some of the troubled waters that Ben has had with the offense early on, um remember this guy is a magnificent competitor this guy is one of those guys is like you and I when we when we played a team we didn't want to just be uh the starter at our position we want to be better than the guy over there you know what I mean so whatever and if you're Ben you want to be better than Aaron if you're Aaron you want to be better than Ben and these guys are terrific magnificent competitors don't underestimate an old gunslinger like Ben in big, high-tension you know, high moments like this. This cat is not new to the big stage. He's not new to the high pressure. This guy is, is, is somebody who has performed greatly under scorching lights.
1: Well, and I've been around a lot of competitors. I can absolutely definitively say Ben is the most competitive human being I've been around. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. Unequivocally. It doesn't matter what it is. Ben has to be better. He has to be. And I've spent a lot of time with Ben. (laughs) Yeah, And (laughs) we've had a lot of competitions that we've had. And Ben has to be that. And that's what makes him so great. And that's why I say don't count him out. Because let's not forget, Aaron Rodgers has not been perfect this season. Right, Lest we not forget the first game of the season. Hello. Where they were absolutely dogged. And then something clicked. And they just happened to hit their stride a little bit sooner. Because they don't have as many new moving parts on their team as this Steelers team does. So all it takes is that one little thing. We talked about it. They're one player away, one assignment away from everything snowballing for this team. And so that's why you think, hey, could this be the catalyst? Could this be the trigger this week to allow that for everything to fall in line and no better than when it is such a quality rival that's actually challenging you? You have to remember, Aaron's only a year younger than Ben. Oh, yeah. Let, let 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 let's be let's be frank here and ben has played a, a, a lot of football you know more than more than uh aaron has aaron's played a whole heck of a lot but ben started his rookie year and yep. aaron sat for a couple of years behind brett so there is also that type of feeling so i feel really good about this and i can't wait to see the fireworks that happen in lambeau on sunday
2: I, you know what? we got to go to break now, but I'm with you. and I, I need a break because I think I'm going to hyperventilate here. I'm getting off, like, fired up. <laughs> Let's go, baby. All right. Diluted. It. Diluted. Dilute it water. <laughs> <laughs> all right. It's Wolf Starks and the Ninjas in the locker room, ESPN Pittsburgh, and Steelers Nation Radio.
0: I hadn't thought a lot about it, to be honest with you. Um, you guys know me, man. I, I live in the here and the now and the variables that are in front of me with this particular group. Um, I don't waste a lot of time you know, comparing present circumstances to, to past circumstances that has different variables and different men involved. Um, it just doesn't help me get out of the stadium this week.
1: This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks, presented by your neighborhood Ford store on ESPN
2: Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome back, everybody. We are getting locked and loaded, pointed towards Green Bay, a, a, a penultimate – I don't know, that's a big word, and I'm not even sure what it means. But anyhow, the whole thing is... Max, what are you doing? That, that, Wait a minute. That, that, Wait that a minute. Definitive. I... definitive. What? <laughs> what are you doing? I just – Looked on the screen there. What you got a spoon and all this stuff?
1: What do you, you? Yeah, I was I was I was stirring stirring my uh, my mix into my water. Oh, okay. So I was using this stir, and then you know it's wet, and I didn't want to put it down on the table because there's stuff. <laughs> so I I licked the spoon. Okay. okay. Don't act, don't act like you've never licked the spoon before after stirring something, Wolf. You know I have. <laughs> I,
2: I, I am exactly. a prolific <laughs> spoon liquor. <licker. laughs> you ask my wife. All right. Well,
1: we gotta hey, hey, move. Hey, what's that? What What's that you got there? Let me just let me just have a little bit of I go by yeah. with the kids.
2: I'm like, oh, well, kids, what do you got? You a little yeah. something here for dad, you know? Yeah, a yeah, yeah.
1: They're just all protecting pitch. their just food.
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. like puppies with running a ball. Running
1: it like, like 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 a running back through the hole. Top over, <laughs> top over, <laughs> over. forearms together, over Squared under, through. protect yeah. that ball.
2: <laughs> <laughs> all right. Yesterday, the Steelers uh, injury report. Okay, we see that. Of course, Ben was full. Juju was limited. That's a little worrisome. Carlos Davis, he did not practice. Chooks with a concussion didn't practice, but Deontay was full. Alex Highsmith with the groin was limited, but TJ Watt was full go. Now, Chase Claypool was limited with a hamstring, which that was a recent kind of development there. And that's, uh, I don't, I'm not too worried about it right now because I think it's one of those things where there's maybe some residual soreness. Uh, but also, uh, Rashad Coward. He did not practice either. But for the most part, I'm excited because you got TJ is back, Deontay's back, and hopefully, hopefully, by the time we hit Green Bay in uh, the afternoon, Highsmith might be available.
1: And that that provides, like you said, that extra jolt because you're already, like we talked about, you're already juiced up, you're already ready to go. But then when you get soldiers back, <laughs> you, right. know, you know how that is? You know the right. front line starts to fill out a little bit more. You look more imposing across the front as you line up, and you're creating that wall. I think that's that's what that's what's always encouraging, and that's what also feeds that beast, right? You've already, we've already stoked the flames, right? I mean, right. That's where you're at, but then you start looking to your left and your right start get that little head nod going, like, oh, yeah. Did you oh, ever yeah. have that
2: moment when you were young? Now, think about this. I remember one of my first preseason games, and we were at Three Rivers, and I was in the tunnel, and it was before you came out on the field, you know. I remember being in there. You could feel – the vibration, the electricity, the fans screaming, and remember, this is 1980. This is uh, you know right on the heels of the four Super Bowls in six years, and everything going on. And there I am, I'm, I'm just this mouse, you know, amongst all these legends, you know. And I and I remember thinking to myself, I don't know if I'm ready for this. I don't, I don't, you know. Uh, this could be, too, uh, you know, you know. I mean, you're just sitting there like all these thoughts running through your head, and you look around, and all of a sudden you realize, well, there's. Joe Green, there's Mike Webster, there's Terry Bradshaw, Lynn Swan, John Stallworth, Franco Harris, Jack Lambert, Jack, these legends. And then I realized, yeah, you know what? I'm not going out there alone. You know, <laughs> these guys, that, John Kolb, you know, I mean, spectacular. These guys were absolutely the best of the best. And I had that moment, all of a sudden, it was like, I feel better about myself all of a sudden, you know, because you're well, standing amongst them.
1: Well, I, I think that moment happened for me. It wasn't preseason, but it was uh, my second year in the league, and this was my first season starting. And that's similar to me.
2: That's when I got my first start yeah. it was in the second year.
1: And this was actually the Detroit game. This is the last home game of the season. Mm. This was Jerome's final home game. Mm. And it would you know we had to have this win to get in, and then we needed some other things to happen to get that six seed that year. Right. And. I just remember being in the tunnel, mm-hmm. right right there in Heinz Field. Yep. And I just remember looking around, and I, there was just this energy that was being passed through everybody before we're about to run in the field. The stadium is packed. People are yelling. They're cheering. And it's the offensive introduction. And I just remember that electricity and that excitement. And it was also a sense of desperation, right, because we had to have this victory. Um, We had to do this. We had gone through all the trials and tribulations. You know, Jerome came back for one more year. This is his final home game. In our minds, we got to send Jerome off right. He's sacrificed so much. He came back, and he's dealt through, you know, the injuries, the body aches, the the years of just grind and and punishment. And I just – it was just like a frenzied energy, and we just knew – by the time we ran out and took the field at that moment mm. like we weren't going to be denied and that that that's a that that's that's a sense that you can't quantify it you can't explain it right unless you've been through it like it's tough to put into words what that sense is in your body the harmony and when everybody's on the same page right I mean it's it's a it's a fantastic thing. Military, I think, is probably the closest thing and other professional athletes when you're in those situations is really the only thing you can get that can actually have that. When there's a narrow of focus, right? Is I mean, is it is like a red hot laser, like pointed and going through whatever the object is that's in front of it. That's how you feel in that moment. And I got that moment in Detroit. And of course we obviously know how that led afterward, but it's just it's a crazy it's a great sense. And when you see that, and I think even when you you're around it, you feel that energy. And that's something I'm hoping that this Steeler squad gets to. Cause I feel like this is that opportunity because there is a sense of desperation. Yeah, it's only October. And yes, it's a non-conference of foe, but the meaning behind it, the symbolism, right? Is it's, right. it's that it's that moment where you're like, this can be the turning point. And what happens after this can be a domino effect of greatness, and that's what that's what – I mean, I'm feeling it for him. Obviously, I, I'm in Phoenix, so I don't know. I don't, maybe, maybe it's dehydration. Maybe it's all this heat because uh, it's been, like, record days of I of don't heat, think but so, don't Max know. Starks. I think it's okay. just being there, having
2: experienced it, having done it, right? <laughs> that's what it's about, and that's what both of us are feeling right now, that opportunity to turn the whole thing on its head and be able to come out there because here's the point you there is something about being able to muster the r- mental rpm's that you need to be able to go into it with a feeling not of panic but there is nothing wrong with a little desperation okay kind of like you it, it's, it's like you it, that desperate moment when you want to breathe okay it's like go oh, yeah and that's essentially yeah. the mindset that you have to have coming in to get this job done because it's such a big, enormous, uh, over overwhelming uh, like opportunity in front of you. And you think, uh, but then you realize, okay, we have the tools. We have the people. We have the experience. We can do this. All we got to do is do our jobs. Just go down the line, everybody put their hand in the pile, as Mike Tomlin famously likes to say, which is a great metaphor for, what you got to get done this weekend, put your hand in the pile, move the rock down the field in whatever fashion that you have to, to to participate in this great endeavor. And this is a great endeavor. It's a great opportunity.
1: Yeah, it, it absolutely is. I mean, it, it, you, you said it the best when you're trying to breathe and I equate it to it's like when you're on a boat and you're out in the ocean. Right. You're having a great day you're like, man, I'm hot. I want to jump in the water. And it's a deep blue water. It looks so refreshing. But when you jump off, you know how you hit down? And you're like, wait a second. There's no floor here. This is deep. <laughs> I got to get back up. And then it's a frenzy to get to the top. And you're like, well, I have enough air to get back up. And then when you break that barrier, you <laughs> take that full breath. Ah, yeah. Ah, yeah. That's the feeling you want to have. Because think about how this narrative can change. With one victory. One victory. That's it. You're one and two. You go to two and two, but then you look at the quality of those two. Right? You look at the quality of those two victories, like, okay, this is okay. For as bad as it's been the last two weeks. Yeah. (laughs) One victory can can wash all of that stink off and make you a rose again. Right? That's, That's what's on the precipice here. And that's the opportunity that they have. And to do it on the road again, right? Because the first victory was in Buffalo. So then to go into these enemy environments and ha- come away and rip victory from the teeth of defeat is one of those. It's the most, one of the most rewarding experiences you could possibly have. And you and I both know that when you go to that hostile environment and you take that crowd soul, I mean, it, it, it's a 60,000 souls you get to take. In one scoop is a is is a heck of a thing. Is a heck of a thing. The only other time doing it was when I was in Rocky Top when we played Tennessee, and ah. it was a hundred and ten thousand, and we took the entire souls, put them in a bag, and dragged them back to
2: Gainesville. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, you know, you started with that, uh you know, talking about being on a boat. Do you ever go deep sea fishing? Oh yes. Oh, okay.
1: Oh yes, I love deep sea fishing.
2: Really. Yes. Okay, I've gone two, maybe three times. Never a good experience. All I'm telling you, one time I was out in Hawaii. I was out uh, like five miles off of Oahu or something like that or 10 miles, whatever it was. But there was like, I don't know, six to eight foot swells and it, you know how that is? Oh, oh, oh yeah! And I and am going, going down as downhill, as <laughs> oh, and I'm ch- I'm I'm ready to chum the waters. Right? The captain comes back and he looks at me. He goes, "How you doing?" And I look at him. I go, "Well, Cap, let me put it this way: If this boat goes down to the bottom, I'm good with that. That's okay. <laughs> That's how bad I feel right now." <laughs>
1: He's like, I'm already on the floor, so I can't go any lower physically. So if the boat does it for me, I'm all right with it. I'm okay.
2: (laughs) All right. We got to go to break. We'll wind it up here. We'll be back with more. It's Starks, it's Wolf, it's the ninjas in the locker room.
0: at times we've been stopped, at times we've stopped ourselves. so, yes, it is what the opponents are doing, but it's also what we're doing or not doing, and, and that's what creates the popcorn. If it was one singular thing, you could address it in that one singular way.
1: This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks, presented by your neighborhood Ford store on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. And, of course,
2: that's Mike Tomlin talking about basically taking care of business which is what you got to yeah. do like Randy Bachman says got to take care of business up in Green Bay starts with uh, we'll have some cheese curds on Saturday max and then we'll uh yes we will <laughs> get on from there look the thing about it is and you know what you got to realize is that um you know we're the Steelers you know while they have a couple young guys in the offensive line they're not the only ones the Packers also have Two rookies, a rookie center and a rookie right guard. Uh, you've got some challenges there with that offensive line. They're without David Bakhtiari, the great left tackle. Um, this is a this is an offensive line that uh has their own struggles, and Aaron Rodgers has to deal and contend with that.
1: Well, and think about this Elton Jenkins, their their new left tackle who's there, he's also injured right now, right? He hasn't practiced the last right. two days. So now you go with potentially either Yash Neiman, which is weird, Yash, because yeah, Yash, that, that's a weird one. Or you or you go with Dennis Kelly. So I mean, you know that that's th- so they're dealing with offensive line turmoil as well and issues, right? And yes, they put it together a little bit better, um, but only marginally, because when you look at their rush game versus our rush game. It's not that much difference. Even though we hear a lot of Aaron Jones, Aaron Jones has got a lot of passing touchdowns. He doesn't have a lot of rushing touchdowns. Right. And that's more Aaron overcoming the offensive line deficiencies versus the offensive line stri- thriving in those situations. Um, so, I mean, th- and I think this is a more similarly matched game than what we're a lot of people are giving it credit to because they're really relying on the Aaron factor. Right. But when you look at it, Name by name, position by position, this team looks very similar to the Steelers. You know what I'm saying? Like, yes, you have Devontae Adams. Yes, you have Aaron Jones. Yes, you have Aaron Rodgers. But the guys on defense, there's it doesn't really get you going defensively. There's there's no huge name on defense. There's a bunch of good guys on defense, but there's right. not a bunch of, like, like, all pro names on this defense. It's not Cam Hayward. It's not T.J. Watt, Minka Fitzpatrick. And company. It's not that. They just play good enough. They're still giving up a lot of points. Like, these games are, are. I mean, when you look at the Detroit game, that was a blowout, right? Right. That was a close thing to blow, and that was more so second half. But first half, they were down. 17-14 to the Lions. And they got blown out the waters week one by the New Orleans Saints.
2: 38-3. And Jameis Winston. Yes.
1: Yeah. So, their impressive victory came against San Fran, and it came with the last second heroics to get to a field goal to win that game from, with Mason Crosby. So there's th- this isn't like, oh, my gosh, the, you know, their sins are washed. No. The Steelers are also that flip of a turn away from being exactly where Green Bay is right now. They're just as easily could be 2-1 and one as they are 1-2. and two. So that's where this game has a lot of implications mentality-wise. And the injuries, like you said, and we also didn't talk about Marcus Valdez-Scantling. Right. He's also in the DNP category, you know. And when when you you gave that statistics right, two thirds of the offense goes through those three guys, Devontae, Aaron, and and MVS. Yes. Those are the three guys that Aaron oh, depends oh, on. I, in the is past that the game. cool way to say
2: it? MVS. Yeah, is that yeah, the? Is that you,
1: the, you don't, now? Tuncho, Tunch I always up. told
2: Tuncho I was trying to be more hip hop. You know, trying to be yeah. cooler. You know, as, as cool as yeah. a three hundred pound, sixty three year old guy can be, right? But you know, which he always exactly. told me, it didn't work. But
1: you, but you got the goatee. You got the goatee and the bald head, so you're already halfway there. You look <laughs> like a roadie right now for Guns N' Roses. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, <laughs> just missing the bandana. That's it. Of all, all the things I've been accused of, <laughs>
2: that has never been one. Being a roadie. There's not one that's ever – I've been hit with, so that's a first. That's good for me. Big, large frame, like you can move boxes, move the
1: equipment. Hey, move that speaker to the other side of the states. Like, get it over there. I feel there. like you could do that, you know, and, and your nickname's Wolf. I mean, come on. Oh, it my it, it doesn't get more roadie-esque right there.
2: That's too funny. Oh, man, that's yeah. so good. Well, the thing about it is, again, you know, as you talk about it, the, the Russian games are very similar. What we've not experienced is some of the passing success that Aaron Rodgers has. But, you know, don't tell me that Ben can't light it up in a moment, all right? Don't tell me that he's not capable. You know, you, you, th- you see how close they are in some of the passes where Chase Claypool, you know, he high-pointed the ball a couple times and didn't come down with it. You know, but you still had a 50-yarder with Chase, and you still had the opportunity with some others. And I truly believe one of the things they've got to do is get back to some of the under center play action passing again in buffalo he was he, he play action was like 34% they went play action okay the next week against the raiders it dropped in half to 17 and i truly believe you get back to some of that and one of the things is they've thrown a lot on or run the ball a lot on first down play action on first down i think can be a monumental advantage or at least something to really focus on early in the game.
1: Well, I think I think you're right. It it is that the intent for pat for that, but I think also going into this game, you know how important Najee is because he touched the ball twenty-eight times. Right. Out of 31 opportunities. So we know he's a focal point. So I think you're on to something when you say, Why not play action on first? Because they're going to key on Najee anyways, right? right. So right. take advantage of that. Get a guy nosy. And guess who gets to come into play when you do that? Pat Fryer There you go. In the middle. Because what has been a bugaboo for Green Bay? Covering the tight, tight ends. Tight ends. Yes. Tight ends. They can't cover them. George Kittle torched them last week. Hawkinson torched them the week before that. And so you have an opportunity there. Because like you said, the linebackers are just guys. They're they're right. just Jimmy's and Joes or Devondres and And, uh, by the Chris's. way Chris Barnes. <laughs> yeah.
2: Chris Barnes is he got nogginated. You know what I mean? Yeah, so he's yeah. he's so got to deal a, with that.
1: He, yeah, he 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 he's here he's hearing for whom the bell tolls right yes, now. Yes, exactly. So, you know, so let, let let's just think about that. There's an opportunity there when we're breaking this down. And I'm now two games in. I I I don't know. I'm I'm torn to watch the Saints game because I'm like Eh, it's such a bad game. Right. But I've watched Detroit and I've watched San Fran where they where they're cooking, right? Yes. And so um I look at it and I'm like there's an opportunity there because Pat has the athleticism. And even Zach Gentry, he's he you know, he's set he's he's 7 foot 1 or 6 foot 13, however you want to call it. <laughs> he's a humongous target. Yes. And is. Eric Ebrot <laughs> has a case of the dropsies. Yeah. Cuz that's another thing. When you talk about wanting to move the ball at the end of the game when you're looking for opportunities, Eric Ebron goes up. He jumps for it, catches it. The eight, the five, bullseye, double hands, coughs it up. Yeah. So it's not like Ben is just, oh, my God, he's so errant and he's so, you know, off kilter. He's not good. No, he hits the guys, the ball comes out, right, right? It almost reminds me. Remember necessary roughness, unnecessary roughness, or necessary roughness with yeah. Scott Bakula, Sinbad and company. Right, right. Remember when Scott Bakula's in the cornfield and there's that, that scarecrow type dog and he's throwing a hit in the guy in the numbers, <laughs> and, the, and the dummy falls down like that. That's what Ben has been doing. It's been accurate, but like that dummy, the hands have not come with it in certain situations. So it's the accuracy within that he has it. It's just guys have to also take advantage of those. He's not, and and he's throwing into tight coverage. On top of that, it's not like he's throwing guys wide, like or, that are wide open. No, he's throwing guys in tight coverage, and he's hitting them where they need the ball to be more often than not. And guys aren't taking advantage of those opportunities. And I think that's the other thing because it, think about if you have three more catches in that Cincinnati game, right? James Washington is about two steps overthrown. Right, like that's a big momentum changer. Yes, if. Najee hits that one swing route on third and two. Like, there was green grass down the sidelines for that to be another explosive play. Or you convert at second and third down and two on that last drive, and you get a new set of downs. Like, there's moments in the game where it can shift, and it can be a difference maker for the mentality, for the momentum, and for the confidence of this team, but they just keep getting missed by a little bit. That's why we're saying it's, 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 it's not, not that, that far.
2: far. yes.
1: It's not that far, and that's where we have to still be encouraged. Yeah, I know. Hey, it's okay to be frustrated. It's okay to have the black hole sun moments on Mondays, but know that it wasn't It wasn't a shellacking. It wasn't like this team is just overmatched. It's just little assignment things, and then, of course, we're getting guys healthy on board. No question about
2: it. I truly believe getting the pass rush back to where it was is going to be ginormous because one of the things that can be taken advantage of, it's not like Aaron Rodgers is – clean and lean all the time in that pocket there is some crumblage of the pocket and guys go down I mean that Aaron has been down a number of times here uh this is a guy that you you've got to maintain your rush lanes because he's still got the legs to get out on the wing and be able to throw the ball like he he's accustomed to and by the way he does have a really funky throwing motion that's very different you know I mean just the way he kind of like
1: yeah it's, it's almost like a sidearm flick yeah uh, i can't it's not, it's not quite dan marino but he has like it's marino-esque we'll put it that way it's, exactly it's kind of it's kind of sorta <laughs>
2: all right we got to go to break we got more coming from the in the locker room we'll take your calls starting uh next hour uh the number is 412-919-1316 it's wolf starks and the ninjas in the locker room espn pittsburgh and steelers nation radio